0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Goats and Oats. I am one of your co hosts, uh, <laughs> Zapora. pronoun she, they.
1: And I am the other host, Coe, and pronouns <laughs> J. J- L- <laughs> <laughs> my name is Jay Lynn, and my pronouns are he, they. <laughs> Jay Lynn. <laughs> okay, I'm having difficulty today. Anyway um thank you for joining I'm hoping that your days are going a little bit more smoothly than mine and uh just yeah
0: hoping you're also listening with a friend today mm-hmm. and don't forget to keep the conversation going by following us on social media so you can find us at goats and oats podcast you can find me as well at support the vegan on instagram as well as on patreon support the vegan where can we find you
1: uh, Instagram, Jotting J, patreon.com slash mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And we're excited to bring a new episode to y'all today. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be
0: about, do you want to tell the kids? I think you mentioned it, no? No. The one about vegan misconceptions. Yeah. Let's so, get into it. Without further ado, <laughs> do you eat grass?
1: Yes, actually, I do, um, twice a day in what, a field.
0: What kind of grass do you prefer?
1: Uh, free range. Free range. Local.
0: Humanely raised and treated.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, like the grass-fed kind. The grass-fed
0: know? grass, yeah. You know,
1: it's, like, good for me. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, if you were to kill me, it would be okay because I had grass.
0: Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I think we looped in a lot of uh, <laughs> stereotypes in that one instance, but... Yeah, that's one of the, I guess, misconceptions or stereotypes that people have about vegans is that we mainly eat lettuce or grass or whatnot. And of course, that can be the case if you're a whole food plant-based vegan and love to eat salads, but that's not um, the case for every vegan. So do you have a favorite stereotype? A vegan, like
1: a, a vegan favorite or, vegan, sort of like one yeah. that I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, a favorite. Maybe like vegans, like I don't know, stuff about like vegans being like weak or like unable to like you know work out or do like, have, like g- g- develop muscle mass or what have you, like because of their inability to get protein and da 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 da.
0: Why is that your favorite one?
1: Because I just think it's, like, it's so obviously false.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: It's just, like, there's so many clear, direct examples of that being incorrect. It's like, it's like if someone would be, like, it never rains here. For context, we're in Vancouver. I'd be, like...
0: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it's, that's like, fair. that's
1: absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. What
0: about you? I don't think that I have a favorite one. I think I have a least favorite one oh
1: well that's easier to answer
0: yeah I think I might have misread that question actually <laughs> now, that I'm, now that I'm looking back on it um, okay. but yeah like my least favorite vegan stereotype is the stereotype that vegans are white
1: why is that your least favorite
0: because like the concept that empathy or compassion is somehow an inherent trait to white people is laughable to me <laughs> It is actually just so But there's so much funny. evidence. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing Historically me. Historically speaking. <laughs> like, even just the fact that you and I are sitting here speaking English hmm. is...
1: A violent example exactly. of erasure. Yeah, yes, so... And- um yeah. okay well on kind of that sort of lens and what like vegan stereotypes you find is like the most absurd like if that's the one that you find is like i think that's yeah. the most absurd though
0: to me i think that's um, the most
1: absurd like there's some really absurd ones out there I, I mean yeah yeah okay do you think um that how people talk Uh, about vegans like socially is like either an attractant or like a barrier for some people um when they're like on their vegan journey
0: oh for sure like I think that people don't talk enough about the social aspect about veganism or like the kinds of conversations that you you're going to have have to engage in yeah and entertain exactly in the way that you're gonna have to not even it's not even just knowing the arguments it's knowing how to have conversations with other people without like offending them or without you know what I mean like there's just, mm. just like such a to be honest though like i
1: i used to feel like on that page would be like without offending them and i feel like i still kind of do but in some situations like i'm really not worried about how you feel like i'm like like i don't know if do we have time for an example go for it um I feel like if one of the, a lot of the cases, like vegans will get in situations, for example, where they're like, um, somewhere and like a friend will not have a vegan option when they can clearly have one at the restaurant, or yeah. they're like eating with, um, like family and like the family is going somewhere that's clearly like does not have good vegan options, right? And it's yeah. like, for me, I'm like not gonna sit here and try to hold you in compassion and be like, uh, oh no, it's okay, it's fine. Like, no, don't bring me here or like, don't invite me to these places like that. No,
0: no, for sure. I think that like, yeah, I get that. And I think I also encourage people to I made a post on Twitter about this, about like normalized canceling plans when you're invited to places that do not have plant-based options exactly yeah and that's people I mean, and like yeah. there were so many i also wrote a post about it on patreon about like pick me vegans about people who were like no like invite me anyway like i don't want to miss out on the fun nah, 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 nah. and i'm like Dude, like it's one thing when you're invited to like, like an acquaintances wedding know. or something yeah, like... where it's like you're not a, a friend to this person and they didn't consider your veganism like that's whatever like you can decide to go or not. But like when you have a, a like a friend of yours that is inviting you to or a, a family place, member or a family yeah. member who's inviting you to a place where you cannot eat where, where none of the options are suitable to you like this is someone who doesn't care about you period or in that way. And you have to reconsider your willingness to hang out with them or like your, um, interest in being liked because clearly that person does not give a fuck about you or what you believe in, which to me is quite questionable. And I don't know why you would want to hang around with people like that, but yeah. It's not to
1: say like we only hang around vegans, obviously. no, but like, like, but
0: exactly. Like even my friends who are not vegan or my family members who are not vegan, like, I'm either, if I'm going somewhere, I'll ask them like, Hey, what's on the menu, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if there's nothing plant-based and I will cook plant-based food enough for myself and whoever's there, like, you know what I mean? It's just this like understanding, but I think that like, but my friends and family are considerate enough to be like, Oh, wonder if there's a plant-based option here. It's just like on their radar. They're not tailoring the entire menu to suit me or whatever but there's something that I can eat and I appreciate that. And that's like when people care about you, they're going to do that for you. And if they don't do that for you, then they don't care about you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, um, and so like in those instances you, yeah, it's not as crucial to worry about like not offending those people because clearly if they cared about you, they would have a plant-based option there. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the question about that? Like, wow.
1: <laughs> like that was how do you think that we talk about vegan socially is like yes. a barrier yeah. okay
0: okay so another instance of this is I like think these
1: stereotypes is kind of are kind of barriers sometimes to people for people
0: oh yeah for like sure. i feel
1: especially if people like have like heightened social anxiety and things like that like i feel as though this like added title in a lot of social situations outside of like the vegan uplifting circles is very like negative and i think that's a lot of it is because what's really perpetuated in mainstream media is white veganism and i feel as though that has a lot of negative connotations with it so um yeah i think that this is one that's kind of one way in which socially it's like we talk about it but it may be like actually a hindrance in in how much we're giving volume to the to these stereotypes that makes sense
0: No, for sure. I think that, like, yeah, not wanting to have those conversations or not being able to or equipped to engage in those conversations can absolutely be a barrier. And that's kind of why I also don't recommend that teenagers go vegan, because, like, I've had a lot of people on social media ask me for, like, tips or, like, whatever. What have you done? You're a teenager yourself. Oh, true. Yeah, I'm 19. Um, (laughs) But... Like, I just don't recommend it because often when I ask them, like, oh, like, why do you want to go vegan? They don't even have a reason. Like, it's not, they're like, oh, well, I think it would be, like, I think it's a cool thing. And I'm like, okay, you're not there yet. Like, <laughs> I think that as you're developing your sense of self, like what you care about, learning to advocate for yourself and for others, going vegan just complicates that process because you're going to be put in situations where you're going to have to, um, Obviously, engage with your parents or like your grandparents or whatever family members and their perception or view about veganism, and you're going to have to take into consideration so many different perspectives. And it's not something that's easy to do, even for someone who is responsible for the food that they eat as like adults. And so, if you're a teenager, like that's even worse. So, like, not to say that you can't go vegan if you're um, a teenager, but like, just take your time transitioning and. And worry more so about like the social aspects, how to like get your arguments checked, like all that good stuff. But yeah, I think that a lot of the stereotypes about veganism definitely impedes on people's willingness to go vegan, which is kind of unfortunate because it's like animals are still being just like exploited on yeah. such a uh, on such and a you're tremendous worried about your, scale. Like, social exactly, yeah, status. Yeah. and it's like it hurts, yeah. but like that's the reality of it, right? Like if humans are going to be the ones to go vegan then like that's obviously something that like is of a concern to us but i think it's always important to put it into perspective and once you do yeah what are some common vegan stereotypes
1: oh wow yeah there's a lot yeah probably like vegans only eat
0: salad could we debunk that i think we mentioned i mean
1: i don't eat i very i rarely eat salad.
0: I was just I think you finished I my lettuce salad. though. I did. No, I
1: didn't. Yes, you did. Your lettuce, I finished the box of greens and you finished my spinach.
0: I did finish your spinach.
1: So we're t- we're green for green, leaf for leaf. I
0: <laughs> know. I was ready for a salad though, but it's okay. I made a salad without lettuce. So mm. I made like chickpeas, red onion, t- cherry tomatoes, cucumber, some um oh, like olive salad. oil kind of like yeah. adjacent, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was pretty good. So, nice. yeah, you don't need lettuce to make a salad. But I
1: mean, we eat salad, but it's not all we eat.
0: No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. so, um, um, uh, okay. What about the one about um, vegan supporting child labor with oh, my quinoa goodness. consumption? I feel like this is
1: always brought up, yeah. and it's, like, as like some sort of like defense or claim against. And it's like, what do you currently know of the exploitation going on for the food you currently eat? Like, how are you going to bring this up about quinoa? And first of all, no one's saying that for you to go vegan, it means you have to eat quinoa, Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, or almonds or have almond milk, like there are lower like lower impact options that ex- that are still vegan that are still affordable yeah. for you to eat yeah. if you want eating quino- like you know what I'm saying like there are choices that you make it Regardless, because all, without, all, yeah. all the entire food industry is exploitative. It is really corrupt, mm-hmm. and it, it's it. At least in North America, the entire basis of it goes off of the exploitation of other individuals, right? You are exploiting very, very cheap labor often in every circumstance yeah. in order to sell food really cheaply. For, because you can't grow that same food in, in your climate where you live. So anyway, point of the story is you we exist within an inherently exploitive and corrupt food system. You have to make the most ethical decisions that you can yes. within that system. Yeah. Right? And so it's like if you're saying, oh, well, I'm not going to eat quinoa, but you then go have a burger and uh, and bacon, and okay. and then, you know, like, you have a trail, like, do, you know what I'm saying? Like, do X, Y, Z. I'm like, but you're not interested then in reducing your exploitation that you participate in. You're yeah. only interested in calling it out as a means of, like, absolving yourself from responsibility, mm-hmm. which is wickety-whack.
0: It's very shady. Yeah, And it just, like, it acts as um, It just kind of, like, how do you, like, not circumvents but, like, distracts from having actual conversations, right?
1: Because you never want to actually have that conversation. Exactly. You're doing anything
0: to avoid having the conversation. Like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? What about that? It's like, okay. Okay, well, then we can
1: have that conversation. Let's talk about how it mainly affects racialized fucking communities, like yeah. predominantly Latinx and indigenous and black community. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. who is coming in and you are actually exporting out this cheap labor for your food economy and for your food production, yeah. right? You want to talk about that. Like you want to talk about the legacy of that. Like you talk about inheriting poverty, like you, you know, you don't actually want to talk about these things. You just want to use you just it just want to as use an argument yeah.
0: so to absolve you, as you said, yeah, of your guilt. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What about um the one where it's like vegans are self righteous?
0: I get that one a lot, and I think that there's something to be said about like just being at peace with how you're living your life. Mm. And I think that a lot of people miss like the mark. misinterpret that, mm. if you will, because it's just like I'm just so unbothered. I feel so free. I feel like I'm really doing. Um, what I can within my power to um, divest as much as possible from the exploitation of all sentient beings as a vegan. And that's not something that I could, that I could say before I went vegan because I, I knew how my food was sourced, where it came from, who I was eating, and it just, it didn't sit well with me. And so once I made that transition, obviously like My attitude shift, whatever. But I think that non vegans will perceive that and be like, oh, you think you're better than other people. And I think that that's just them projecting onto, at least in my case, I know that there are some people that are quite cocky and just like think that they are better than other people. And I think that that also is in line with white veganism. But it's like, especially if you're actually vegan in the sense that you're like, you're in it because you don't agree with speciesism. You're divesting from systems of exploitation. Like you, um, you you obviously don't think that you're better than someone else. You you are decentering yourself. Yeah, your as a human, exactly. Yeah. Your taste buds, your or convenience, whatever, yeah, everything. You're all of yeah. that because you're, queen, you're exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you know, like, and in order to do what is right by the most people, right, or the most individuals, yeah. or what have you. So it's like it's actually the opposite of that. It's not like, yeah, but obviously like with white veganism, you'll have like savior complexes that run into it. And so like that also fuels this idea that like vegans are self-righteous. But um, yeah, I think it's a lot of projection. Uh, What do you think about the stereotype that veganism is a diet or about food? Like, how do you feel when people say like the vegan diet?
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's a distraction I think it really um, offers a distraction because it really limits the conversation often to um, systems of exploitation that are only centered around food. Um, Whereas there's a lot of systems of animal exploitation that we have currently set up as human beings that Mm. we actively need to be divesting from and like, like really be having these conversations and talking about it. And so for me, whenever I hear like, oh, well, veganism is about food. It's like, okay, well, then you're clearly not thinking about uh, all the other ways ways. right? in which we currently exploit animals, be it in captivity for economic purposes, like Mm -hmm. places like SeaWorld or zoos or aquariums, right? Be it like... How we actually like bring animals into our into our homes, into our spaces. How like you treat, train, whatever do, make your dog do X, Y, Z. Like there are yeah. so many things in terms of actually looking at your relationships with animals, mm-hmm. right? Looking at what your responsibility in that relationship is, right? What that looks like across species. I think it gets real. It gets swept under the rug when you only think of veganism as something about as of just food. Mm-hmm. um or just a diet. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think like I don't like it because it conflates oftentimes the whole food plant-based diet with veganism and so people and it also helps to perpetuate fat phobia and diet culture within veganism mm-hmm. because then if people think that veganism is oh, uh, a diet or the, you know the vegan diet they for one make the assumption that they we're talking about a whole food plant-based diet that is obviously high in whole foods, low in processed foods and oils and that kind of stuff. Um, and typically people who adopt those kinds of diets tend to be, um, more fit, more like thinner bodied people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas veganism is an ethical, it's a stance on animal liberation. It's a stance on anti-oppression. And so to gatekeep that to people who are thin or who occupy certain body types is so problematic. And mm. it's like, it, like I've. Yeah. Seen, when
1: you frame it as this diet. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Right, yeah. Cause I've seen a lot of people like, well, I, for one have been asked like, oh, well, how are you so thick if you're vegan? Are you sure you don't sneak chicken or whatever? And I'm like, what? Like, that's just so strange to say.
1: Yeah. But it's, yeah. All, and it's
0: also like, it, yeah. I, I can see how that acts as a huge, um, as a barrier or like a turnoff for people who like may be fat or may not be like Uber fit or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Because if you think that veganism is this like diet culture, yeah. then obviously if you're divesting from diet culture, you're not going to run back to it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? When in fact you can eat anything in a plant-based version. Like you could, there's so many options, especially more of it, more of it. And especially in big, big 2020, like I just, I can't, Like, we're really going to have to separate a plant-based diet, specifically a whole food plant-based diet, from veganism. Because, yes, you can be a vegan who eats a whole food plant-based diet, of course. You can also be a
1: vegan who eats salads Exactly. Or or you could be a vegan
0: who – and that's the other thing. I think this is another stereotype that I think um, bothers me is this idea that um, you can't go vegan if you have certain allergies to food. Um, maybe... Oh my gosh!
1: I am working on this with a friend right now. Oh really? Yeah, very oh. close friend. You know. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> a actually, allergic to everything. I'm like, it actually makes this easier for you. What is what allergic if, what to are eggs? These? Okay. Allergic to. Well, actually, it makes it a little harder here. Allergic to like nuts, like peanuts, and like also other types of nuts, and is also allergic, I think, to like some fruit.
0: Okay. I mean, like, okay, so I follow someone on TikTok. I can't remember their handle right now, but they have, like, 11 allergies. Ah! And they're vegan. And so whenever someone's like, I'm allergic to soy, I could not go vegan. I'm like, well, here's this person. I feel bad because I keep plugging their fucking username. But I'm like, and someone who was like, Oh yeah, I have celiac disease. I like, I can't like process gluten. I'm like, Oh, you could be gluten-free and vegan. Like that's, that's the thing. That's actually a thing, That's a thing, yeah. you know? And it's like, I understand that it's an extra step. And so I'm not, I'm not ever saying like, well, it's just as easy as it was for me. Like, but as also as someone who had an eating disorder, like I was never like, well, I can never go vegan. Like I was like, I can't go vegan right now given my relationship with food. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be an extra barrier, but it's, I'm not going to let that get into the way of me living in line with my beliefs. But what's
1: ludicrous to me, actually, now thinking about this too, is that that same logic is never applied in reverse. It's never, yeah. oh, I uh, I can't eat shellfish, so no animal products for me. Is never, oh, oh yeah. I uh, yeah. I can't, I can't, I don't do, I can't do medium rare steak. Bloody steak, no, not for me. therefore, no animal. Like, it's never the reverse that's logic. True. It's never because like, that same actual logic, that same reasoning is that never is applied whole... in reverse. You, like, yeah. have a bad experience with seafood. You have a bad experience with any sort of fit, whatever. Yeah. You can't process something, right? Yeah. You can't eat a bison, right? And you're, like, you don't go, like, oh, well, no animal products for me.
0: <laughs> that's so true. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's ludicrous so to me. That's so true. How are you going to
1: jump into that side of this argument and then not carry it away for, I'm, like, I'm going to use that you from know? now on. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. That's so true. Hmm.
1: Um, so what would you say about the stereotypes that vegans care more about animals than they do about humans?
0: So this is like a classic, classic. I think it's really funny for you too. <laughs> with it, oh, okay. That's yeah, true. I feel like it's quite classic within white veganism. Like this idea, like it's almost like hating humans as a personality trait, because like in their minds. No, but it's true. It's that's like true. humans are the oppressor. Like, oh, that's the like same in my big, realm too, big, in the
1: whole eco yeah. world and conservation. Oh, humans
0: are the problem. They're the cancer of the, the world. world I'm, I'm like, like oh okay. my God. I don't even know how to respond to that without being it's like,
1: just, what do you say? It's energetically expensive. You just have to literally be like, If you actually see the growth in population as a problem as opposed to, like, the literal birth of solutions, get the hell out of here with your lack of foresight and inability to see the potential in individuals. Like, that for me is, like, more showing of, like, your participation in our species and in the production of our species' legacy relative to this planet. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you're not interested or invested in contributing or reducing or influencing or whatever like oh what
0: oh no I meant like
1: oh yeah I'm uh, tangenting
0: no no I meant like kill yourself no that's on that
1: team of like well the humans are the problem like no don't don't do that oh, okay yeah.
0: cause that would be yeah. my response like yeah. cause I saw someone recently um cause I was actually talking about this about how like people or a lot of vegans or white vegans specifically are like um, humans are the cancer of the world and like I hate like humans blah 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 we're the worst blah, blah, blah. I'm like well you know what to do but like obviously I can't oh, yeah. I know yeah. I know yeah, yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah. why I don't know how to answer that because yeah. like that's obviously quite harmful mm-hmm. Um, but
1: yeah I would say more so it's it's more so like a, uh, it's a lack of like exposure I think to seeing yeah. the full range of what's happening what's yeah. going on yeah. what it like, where the trajectories, right? Yeah. I think, and it's like, it's so, so, so easy and common to focus on the negative, and, the, you know, bad news travels fast. Like, it's easy to, True. you know, like, only have exposure to that, but it's like, that's, la- in my opinion, that's, like, lazy. And it also can sometimes be, like, a, a, a product of your environment and where you are, but, like, if you have a cell phone and you're, like, an adult, you have access to Google, and you can, like, start your journey of discovery about what's actually happening if you're interested.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like even like with the stereotypes about like vegans caring more about non-human animals than they do human animals is speciesism at work. Mm. Right. Because it's like this idea that you're, and it's also like, I don't think that people who say things like that necessarily are saying that because they genuinely have mad love for other species of animals I think it's that they just hate humans so much that they're just like oh well I just I just love animals way more than I do humans like or do you just hate human beings because you like are focusing as you said like on the negative and yeah. da 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 so it's like it's a lot more complex than that and yeah most people like vegans who do not perpetuate speciesism, or so actual vegans um care both about humans and non-human animals yeah.
1: i mean don't get me wrong like i know a lot of vegans who do like care about wildlife but i oh, also no, know no. a lot of Dead vegans ass, who like, but, like don't yeah like, no, exactly. were, like, not for me
0: well i think that's well i'm kind of like i'm not like i'm not a huge animal lover yeah uh but that's i actually apply that pretty uh <laughs> equally with like among species like yeah I mean, i'm not really a fan of humans so i'm not also an
1: engager
0: I guess so. I guess so. Um, what do you think about the, I'm going to say it. Do you want to, okay, no, I'm going to say it. Okay. So I'm just making this YouTube video to let you all know that I'm no longer vegan. Um, after almost four years, um, I developed a disease, every disease ever. And, um, I had an egg and I healed i really healed my body from like the inside out and um... like
1: four years of trauma
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> and now i am better <laughs> okay this when it happens
1: literally it just frustrates me so much so, I know. and you see it happen often with like celebrities yeah who will like be vegan for like four days and then be <laughs> like this was not only like Impossible for me to do with all the money and access in the world, so you couldn't possibly do it. But I also <laughs> got so sick, I nearly died. I nearly died, everyone. I nearly, the only reason I'm here today is because of the egg I had this morning. This is the only reason. I had no energy. I was anemic. I was. I was. I couldn't even recognize light anymore. I was I couldn't hold my phone. It was tr- it was too much. Like this is how it sounds. It's like it's so ludicrous, and I'm literally like, well, you know, like let's apply a
0: lens of
1: logic and reasoning. It's like, but
0: that's you're not able to do that. And even when I see <laughs> when I saw the post uh, about Malia Cyrus, yeah, that- I was like i was pretty upset but like whatever i don't look up to celebrities for like anything but no but um, people do. they do and it's so toxic and then i like made a post about it i'm like i wish that these people would actually focus on the diet trends and the other factors that made it so that eating plant-based was not feasible for them because many of them are eating 30 bananas a day and just like eating half a watermelon and be like yeah i'm good doing fucking water fast and like all of these things that are not sustainable in the long run. And they're no. like, oh yeah, veganism is not feasible. I'm like, I'm sorry, maybe if you fucking ate a burger once in a while or just like had a balanced diet, yeah. then you wouldn't have not had your period for three months. Like, or also like, maybe you went
1: vegan too fast. Maybe, exactly. you, maybe you just didn't do it in a sustainable way for you. Exactly. Maybe and you then- need to readjust, but you can't be like, oh, actually... I realize I do like exploiting animals. I, I, I miss it. <laughs> no, you know, it
0: was, it, it was, it, I was wrong, actually, everyone. It, I was, I was wrong. But it's because there was, I don't want to say they weren't ever vegan, but like if you, there's a trend amongst ex-vegans, okay? There's like a, a clear trend. Um, But I think it's just so irresponsible. And whenever I call it out and I'm like, hey, maybe focus on the other aspects of your life that like you miss out on the improper nutrients or blah 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 they're like well they don't have to explain shit to you and i'm like well why did they publicize the fact that they were vegan and why they're now publicizing the fact that they're no longer vegan could it maybe be that they get more clout like i'm just so tired it's like celebrities are always in it for clout like always and ex-vegan videos get tons of views so yeah oh maybe you should ask this actually
1: Oh yeah. Um, what do you think about the stereotype where it's like, you can't go vegan if you have an eating disorder?
0: So that one hits close to home as someone who had a binge eating disorder and went vegan. Um, it bothers me because it is, it like, I guess speaks over every person with an eating disorder and like, kind of just like monopolizes that conversation and, It also perpetuates this idea that veganism is a diet, right? And that is inherently restrictive. And while going vegan maybe in 1995 was restrictive because there were so few options in terms of like um, meat alternatives and dairy alternatives, all that stuff in 2020, it's, like you can veganize so many things mm-hmm. and I'm seeing that the plant-based sh- options yeah. are getting more and more affordable and more accessible. Right. Like, yeah. so it's like, there are less reasons why you cannot start to swap your favorite foods and purchase the plant-based version of them. Um And so, yeah, I think that it just like speaks over that entire community. And like, for me going vegan really helped with my eating disorder because it just like took away a lot of the guilt that I had around eating food. It also like my mood shifted as well because I wasn't, I again, I wasn't feeling guilty because I was like, oh, I'm not eating someone's mom or I'm not eating like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there was something to be said about that energy that you take in. And I know that that sounds very spiritual and like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like I genuinely felt that. And like now I just, yeah, it's like my relationship with food is like so much better. And like, sure, I did take some time to transition and I did the swaps very slowly. But to say that you cannot go vegan if you have an eating disorder is just so wrong. I feel
1: like if anything, it helped. Like, it helped me with mine. Yeah. Like, if anything, I was, like, really able to stop. Yeah. Because I did start to just feel better. Yeah. And there wasn't... Yeah. It well, wasn't, because,
0: like, yeah. 70% of your serotonin is produced in your gut. And so, it like, and eating a plant-based diet, even if you're not eating entirely whole food plant-based, there's when you don't have animals rotting in your intestines because that is what happens unfortunately because we are actually designed as humans to be frugivores because of like the length of our intestines for instance they're so long that we're not we're not meant to be processing animal flesh whereas like if you look at carnivores their intestines are a lot shorter to accommodate for that in part so it's like it like anyway that aside um, yeah, like it can definitely help. Obviously it depends where you're at in your recovery. It depends on your motivations for going vegan. Because again, a lot of people I've seen mm-hmm, g- mm-hmm. get into it because they think that it's a diet and because they think it's restrictive and they think that they're able to master their eating disorder if they go vegan, because it's like, oh, well, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. But the thing is like, you can eat pretty much anything, but in a plant-based version. So, um, that's why I also try to drive the point home about the difference between, the a pl- like a whole food plant based diet and veganism itself. Um, but yeah, I think that that is really harmful for people with eating disorders who want to go vegan and who genuinely believe in the cause mm. <clears throat> because it's like, it's just so you feel so trapped because you're like, oh fuck, like, I guess I can't do this one thing that I really want to do. Yet another thing that my eating disorder is taking away from me type thing. You know, like, yeah. that's really how I felt. It be really
1: defeating. It,
0: feel, it feels so defeating. And so that's why I was like, you know what, fuck that. Like, I'm not, this is not something, I'm going to get over this fucking beast so that I can live in line with my beliefs. And like, when I transitioned, I wasn't fully recovered, but I had done so much work that I was like, okay, we're good to go. Um, but anyway, if you want more resources about going vegan with an eating disorder, I have a few blog posts on my blog and I also write about this on Patreon uh but yeah the stereotype that you can't go vegan if you have an eating disorder is super harmful uh what do you think about the stereotype that honey isn't vegan
1: um I'll keep this brief because I feel like I talk about this a lot but I think it stems from two things one and actually no it actually stems from one thing and I feel like it stems from people not recognizing insects as animals, or even as capable of experiencing True. anything even remotely similar to what they experience. True. And so I think that their ability to be like, oh, animal products, or like for people to be like, oh yeah, well, I'll, I can just consume crickets, that's ethical. It's like, there is actually so much that we can talk about if you want to have that conversation about like the actual implications of, um. I guess, like, be emotional and cognitive capacity, right? Mm. Or, or insect emotional co- and cognitive capacity, um, respectively. So, like, all insects. And I think that a lot of times people just don't even view insects as part of their realm of consideration because it's so far away from what they experience or they think right? they haven't gone out of their way to learn anything about, about these insects. Right. Mm-hmm. And so people will be like, Oh yeah, honey is good. And then I think also another thing that well, actually, yeah, this is the second point. So a lot of people will be like, honey is healthy. Like honey is a yes, really great, like a it's, food. it's a, it's a health food. It's a healthy alternative. And it's like, there are, um, I do know that honey does have anti-inflammatory properties. And I know that some people with like, um, inflammatory conditions do, find relief in honey. I've I recently learned this. But for the majority of people, that is not the case. Yes. And in terms of like the molecular structure of honey, it's actually not different than most other sources of glucose. So if you're talking about processed sugar, you're not making a healthier choice just because you're choosing honey as mm-hmm. your sweetener. And then lastly, it's like people will be like, oh, well, save the bees, hashtag save the bees, hashtag it's for the nature, hashtag (laughs) I'm doing all the good, right? And it's like, no, there is no native species of honeybee to North America, like none whatsoever. There is no, no, there are like a couple species that make this type of really thick honey-like thing, but it's really waxy and quite bitter. None of our native bee species on this entire continent make honey. So you're supporting entire colonies of invasive species that are actually going out and depleting resources for the native populations. So it just makes no sense if it's like you're for the bees. It's like saying like, oh, I'm for the nature. And then you go and plant blackberry bushes everywhere. And it's like, no, they will go and destroy everything from like taking up all the soil nutrients to like literally preventing anything else from growing. It's like, you can't be for the thing that's actually destructive Mm. and depleting what actually grew and lived here. Like honeybees were brought here. Right. So it's like, it's so ludicrous to me that, and then, yeah, so I think that's the main reason.
0: Yeah. Like I've seen, so I refer to honey as like bee vomit. I know that that's not like quite accurate but yeah scientifically i mean it no. what do you how do you uh is it like be spit no it's kind of like it's
1: yeah like mm, no it's kind of like it's hard to say it would be more if like you were cooking and like spit in it
0: oh yeah
1: i see I yeah see. it's like they put some of like they need it to like hold it and bind it but they're using they're not using ingredients from themselves, right? They're going to. They're going to get. They're going to grocery store. They're getting their nectar, right? They're getting the pollen. Yeah. They're being like, okay, now I'm gonna make my thing. It's like, and then their yeah. spit binds it exactly, of. yeah. Okay, and they can create different. They can create honey as a means of like storing like food for winter for their polyps or whatever for yeah. the the pupas that are developing. But it's not like I vomited this thing up and this is from true. me. It's, yeah. It's true. not yeah.
0: That's fair. Yeah. I think that like, I I wonder why that option always gets brought up because I haven't consumed honey in so long. Like even before I was vegan, like we had it at home, but it wasn't like, it's not like you're eating honey every meal. Like I just, I have so many questions about, I'm like, why are we obsessed with what another species is just doing? or is supposed to be doing naturally, well, not think, even on our fucking continent. Well, this is which the thing, like, right?
1: And just kind of that flip side of how speciesism work is because we bees specifically process. are one of the only insects that we actually have been able to market as like cute and like cuddly and like uh. have that branding potential, right, mm. associated with with essentially, it's like it's it's the ability to make money. If you could cute eyes or like fetishize, make something cute out of any other insects, you think? Don't you think they would? Insects are super easy to exploit and really easy to multiply. If it was like, oh, what are they yeah, making? Crickets. That? That's like the next big what thing. What do they make? Crickets. Oh. Are cri- you create cricket meal by grinding them all together, which is then how you make cricket protein, and you add it to a protein bar. But people and all don't like you know.
0: crickets, so that's why it works to have a
1: yeah oh but you're, bees, that's what i'm saying honeybees
0: actually die right once they
1: exactly but no one
0: talks about that aspect. no so, like no. i don't think that people actually think that it's kind of like when vegetarians think that they're doing the most by being vegetarian without realizing that like yeah. dairy cows end up being slaughtered like that's not an aspect of the dairy industry that gets yeah. talked yeah anyway they get spoken about anyway
1: Oh well, um, neither is like how bees are dealt with at the end of industries too. Like, all, no,
0: I know, I didn't know that until I saw your post on Instagram. Yeah, like I so no many idea.
1: colonies are just literally suffocated in plastic, like giant garbage bags, or drowned. It's like I'm not, I'm not gonna like store y'all overnight, like that's. I'm uh, sorry, over the winter, like no, I'm just gonna keep the queen. We'll be able to reproduce yo. the new colony next next season. Like f that, I'm taking your honey. Y'all are dead. Like. And people don't even people don't clock it because they're like, we'll save the bees. And there's so many. And it's like, but even in that, even in that, even in this invasive species that you're allegedly trying to uplift, you're still actually like promoting their exploitation and their death. Like, it's like it's whack. It's so whack. I think it is very fast. And so that's a really interesting one, because I feel as though a lot of vegans um, especially in like when I really like when I first started becoming vegan and yeah, you were with a like lot of very vegans. much like
0: I'm vegan. Like I yeah. eat honey to I support. eat honey. Yeah. And I yeah. like, I
1: support the nature and the things. And I didn't and say things. anything. I do. Because I, didn't I was say under anything the assumption. I was, I was like, like, well, they're good. They're pollinators. It's all the thing. It's like, yes, they're pollinators. That is a, that is a ecolog that's an ecosystem service that you provide. That's something that's really great. Like we need pollinators because mm. without them we literally wouldn't have the vegetables that we have we wouldn't be able to grow anything yeah. we wouldn't have the the diversity that we see you know pollinators are needed but to suggest that honeybees are the only pollinators and also the only ones worth that like you, yeah, uh, supporting yeah, financially exactly. developing systems like that's ludicrous to me yeah. especially when there are native populations of pollinators that are literally being depleted because of this invasive mm. one right and it's yeah, so that yeah,
0: mm. that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a really frustrating one. Um, what do you think about the uh, vegan stereotype where it's like vegans are all like thin or like fit?
0: Yeah, so that's like a huge problem within the community. I used to follow this account. Um, should I add them on the podcast?
1: No. No. Okay. Sure. Say their name. <laughs>
0: so this like white um german vegan influencer vegans i used to love their content Oh my gosh, this
1: is the white guy yeah oh my, like he's like cute
0: i he's so cute yeah he's, he's like, like short no he's not short he's tall. i think he's short are you kidding me i think he's short no yes but he's really fit. i think he's tall in my mind he's really fat he's so fit yeah Any me <laughs> <laughs> fucking smiling ear to ear before i drag this man Um, so yeah, so I was following their account for a long time and I love their message about like following your highest excitement and really just like all about that energy. But I was following their posts and I realized that they were so fat phobic and rooted in diet culture. Like there's so many posts about like what a fit vegan eats versus what like, um, like a junk food vegan eats or whatever. And like stuff like that, or saying that like, Um, or framing obesity as this like problem that going vegan could solve or eating plant-based could solve. And I was like, sir, that is very much not the tea, like very much not. And I think that it works because veganism is so entrenched in diet culture, at least like white veganism is very much entrenched in that. And so yeah. So anyway, so I like had to like unfollow their account and like, you know, divest from this, um, this account. But there are so many other, um, vegan influencers who promote diet culture and this idea that eating plant based is synonymous with a certain level of fitness or a certain le- level or like a body type. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then it kind of like it totally erases fat vegans or vegans who like occupy different types of bodies or you know what i mean like it's just oh it's so frustrating because i feel like those vegans like we contribute to the community in such a more meaningful way i feel like because it keeps the conversations at a very superficial level
1: yeah it right really does.
0: it's very much like what do you look like what a diet what this diet can do for your body for your physical exactly appearance. and it's like it's not about that like you could look like however you also, look it's, like it's, like, it's, it's also,
1: also it's not even like that too like even to take that like one step further it's like if that's what you're jumping on if that's what you're yeah. going in for right so many times people are going into that to be like oh i need to look this way to attract this person to get this love to get find like acceptance or whatever and yeah. it's like but if you're trying to attract someone who's literally gonna only be into you because of the shape that you have,
0: yeah. like what
1: happens when you don't have that shape anymore? Yeah. Is that the person you're you fucked. wanna attract?
0: You're That's the
1: person you're trying to invite into your life and build a relationship with? Yeah. Is someone who's solely gonna be valuing you for your yeah. physical appearance? That to me is ludicrous too. So yeah, that whole, the whole, that is, it, you're right. It's so, it's, it's so, so, so restrictive harmful. and very harmful. And I'm
0: like, mm. Mm. And it's like, the animals don't care. Like, that's why I always get back to that, where I'm like, how does this influence how well or how much you can divest from speciesism? Yeah. Like the number on the scale. Oh, well, you're this size. So it means that, no, like you can do that at whichever size you're at. And I think that that also acts as a barrier for people who are not thin, who are not like, yeah. you know, to go vegan, Which I, which really, yeah, is not fun. What do you, th- oh, this one is like one of my least favorite ones also. Mm. um, What do you think about the stereotype or this like idea that if everyone went vegan overnight, animals, certain animals would go in- extinct and people would lose their jobs?
1: Okay. Oh, this is a fun Yeah, I know. I one. know. That's a great question. Yeah. It's just so factually wrong. It's so wrong. It's just it's so, so incorrect. I'll try and explain why. So... um. <laughs> Yes, we as humans have shown a very, very clear ability to impact populations of species. Um, yeah. When it comes to the ones that we have consumed, we have bred so many into existence that for those species to go extinct would have to take, it would, it like the amount of consumption, the volume, the volume of consumption, processing, murder, that yeah. would have to occur no. in such a very, very, very short it would have to time all at frame, the same time. Yeah, exactly. right? Would and to then mobilize that out, to get that out and store and all the things. It's like the 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 ludicrousity. How how literally that makes no sense if you but take I get two seconds to think time, about though. it. Yeah, it's like but they, they don't think about it because it, but they don't understand what the current populations sizes of these species were and what historical population sizes of these species were. If you're actually concerned about if the common cow is going to go extinct, if we were to stop, like, you have no idea about that species' origin, its distribution, its population, like dynamics, like, you know, like none. It's like, no, you don't know about- I think
0: the part for me that I usually focus on is like, who is breeding these animals into existence? Yeah. It's like this idea that they're just naturally occurring in the environment. It's like, well, if people, and it's like, no one is going to, the world is not ever going to go vegan overnight. Like it's a, such a gradual process that we will just breed less and less Less. animals into existence. Like, I don't like, we are the ones breeding them. They're not just there you know what i mean like i just i don't understand that oh but there's also a part of the stereotype
1: that is true which i do like to smack into people's face because it's like people will have to lose their jobs there are certain jobs that need to be lost yeah and need in order for new jobs to come up you know what i'm saying it's like people probably said something similar when they were like let's abolish slavery well what am i gonna do about bitch it's you need to do it's about doing the right thing. What the hell? I don't care about how tied it is to the economy when evidently this job is actually directly preventing or limiting the development of other, of other jobs that are less exploitative and detrimental to your psyche and your being as an individual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a word. And it's like people, like people lose jobs. Yeah, okay. I would much, I would love if there were no slaughterhouse jobs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Correct. And it's like you're they not They often thinking get about paid like... horrible wages.
1: Exactly. Those, those conditions, those working conditions are often horrible. It's often migrant workers or racialized individuals who are having those positions. It's like, it, yeah. n- no, no. Yeah. I would also rather see people who like that sort of thing, who like, oh, are attracted to that sort of thing not have the opportunity to take that out on, on innocent individuals on on, like on animals and actually go get, be maybe directed to go get help. Maybe put in a position incentivized to actually talk to someone about it instead of going to work to kill something to make yourself feel bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like on both sides of the job thing, whether it's an attractant or whether it's it's like, I don't, I'm not here for it.
0: Yeah. Because it really does cultivate this like fucked up worldview. Yeah amongst human beings, like the the kinds of comments that I've received also from people who were like, well, I kill my own meat and I love it. I just, and I'm like, this is strange to me that you are relishing in someone else's death. You know what I mean? Like if, someone, you if you have survival, to for survival. No, but exactly. If you yeah. have to for survival, that's different. But you, the way YouTube, that you talk about it is very trophy, different. It's yeah. not like a triumph that you have to, it yeah. was. Yes, this had to be done because I had to eat this animal in order to survive. Not, well, I just love hearing their screams and, like, you need help. You know what I'm saying? That, like, exactly. That's, uh, that's disconcerting. Anyway, exactly. Very yeah, concerning. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. What are some ways people you think could maybe start on their vegan journey?
0: So I think that it's, like, finding your reasons, which is, like, watching documentaries, reading books – um you know watching like youtube videos reading blog posts like all of that stuff like I think that there's so much like just even like free resources out there for you to educate yourself um and then just like making plant-based swaps but yeah I think that it's like if you want to go vegan like if the message resonates with you if you're like yeah I believe that all sentient beings deserve to live a life free of undue harm, and I'm ready to start living in line with that belief, then start divesting from speciesism. Like start, you know, not purchasing makeup that was tested on animals. Start divesting from fast fashion. Start living in ways that like... Are realistic and feasible for you. If you
1: cannot afford right now to communicate only over like i don't know non telephones like if you're trying to bring up the whole phone issue like you know which like True. it's extremely exploitative yes but you currently live in a world in which you, communication is very much dependent on your ability to survive make income socialize do your mental like communicate your mental health especially now during covid yeah. so it's like there are things that you are inherently going to be a part of that are systems of exploitation because of the way the world is currently designed
0: Yeah. Right. It's about, but that's the thing too, like people will say like, well, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. And it's like, yeah, but you still have the option to make the least harmful decision. Right. Mm. Like you, you have that option and for you to decide, oh, well, I can't do everything right. So I'm not going to do anything. Uh, That's like very harmful actually, because you're just, you're perpetuating harm when you can stop it. Um, Like you don't have to continue that. And, yeah. um But people get, people
1: have that same feeling for so many other aspects of their life. Like when you think about any, asking anyone to do anything about climate change or climate action, it automatically brings up that same like, well, I can't, I can't do everything. So I, there's nothing I can do. So therefore yeah. I will not do anything. And it's like, I understand that you, we currently exist in this reality. It's inherently oppressive, exploitative, and it's, it's, it's really corrupt, but you do have options, yeah. you do have options that are becoming more and more and more accessible yeah. and and more widespread. Okay. And it's like, yeah. and the knowledge dissemination around those options is also becoming quicker and faster and more easy to digest. Your ability to understand how and where and when you can make better choices is becoming so much easier for you. And it's becoming easier and easier and easier the more people we have that are having these conversations and participate in in these actions. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, yeah, that's why I really I'm a really strong I'm a really strong supporter of collective action because mm-hmm. whether whether you I you can recognize that yes, you as a single person are not going to change the dairy industry <laughs> or the meat industry, yeah. what have you. Your actions collectively can have an impact
0: but that okay so i think you bring up a very interesting point in terms of like the collectively part because a lot of people especially you know i'm not going to name them because i feel like i've named them already but this idea of community is something that is very foreign to us because we live as very individualistic individuals individualistic individuals (laughs) wow I'm tired. (laughs) Very self-interested lives, right? That are driven by our own needs, whatever, whatever. And like, we fail to recognize how we can influence someone else to change and how that like creates that domino effect. And when I first went vegan or tried to go like vegetarian or whatever, a lot of my coworkers when I worked at Subway were like, you're never what you think you going like vegetarian is going to change anything. The animals are still going to be killed. And I was like, oh, you're right. I can't, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make a difference, but it's like, you're failing to recognize how you changing can impact someone else changing and how that creates a shift. And then also in terms of like the accessibility of like plant-based products, like why I think it's so harmful that people keep bringing up the fact that, well, veganism is not accessible to everyone. Let's say for people who are food insecure, or people who are living in food deserts, mm-hmm. that argument is quite harmful because one, if those who can go vegan did, the options that would be available for people living in food deserts or people who are food insecure would be so much more than what they are right now because currently there's no um in- monetary incentive at least for a lot of these companies to yeah. um produce or have plant-based options widely available at like your local bodega or what have you yeah. because while well, the money's not there the subsidies are not there but if like less than 5% of the world's population is vegan. Yeah. Less than 5%. So you're telling me 95% of people live in food deserts and are food insecure. That's but not, not the like, case, but right? But not
1: even that. It's like, even when, if you want
0: to bring that up, you have to bring in the intersectionality of who is experiencing those food deserts
1: disproportionately. Yeah. You All, all the time I'm talking about it with predominantly white people who are yeah. like, I can't go vegan for X, Y, Z. What about this and that and the other? And I'm like, okay, who is actually affected by the food apartheid that is currently impacting predominantly racialized communities. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You don't actually, you don't want to have that conversation and you're not interested in talking about
0: that. So why are you bringing this up? Yeah, it's just like as a means to alleviate themselves from any um, responsibility to Mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's why it's really important that we make a difference between what we are able to do versus what we're willing to do. And I think for a lot of people, there's this idea that, well, if you have certain more barriers than the average person, quote unquote, then you cannot go vegan. For instance, like with like me with my eating disorder, other people with eating disorders, like, well, I can't go vegan because I have an eating disorder. It's like maybe right now where you're at, you would not be able to transition to a fully plant-based diet. Totally get that. But if that's something that resonates with you, it just means that recovering from your eating disorder is an extra step in order for you to go vegan. Like, you know, I have celiac disease. Can't like, okay, well, you could be a gluten-free vegan. Like it's an extra step. Yes. But if you want to live in line with the belief that all sentient beings deserve to live a life free of undue harm, then it's something that you would do. Like, I feel like we all have to put our inconveniences and put our um, struggles or our plights aside or in perspective, at least in to, perspective, consider, to consider the, yeah. ama- the sheer violence and just like just the harm the unnecessary harm that these other animals are facing because we are not taking the time to do our part like you just have to do your part like everyone is only asking you to do your part and it's like well I can't I I can't and it's like okay well just say that you don't want to and then move on because Saying that you can't, it's like, there are very few people who actually cannot. Mm -hmm. And speaking over those people or on behalf of those people is just unfair. Yeah. So yeah, that was the episode about the misconceptions about, um, the vegan misconceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you wanted to add? Just like, I don't know, more on that
1: point of like, yeah, like, I don't think we, either of us picture this future in which the entire world is vegan because that is not the case and it's it's not possible i personally don't see i personally don't see that happening Mm -hmm. um at least within the next like three four generations i don't know i don't know about that maybe maybe future ones maybe once we have figured out a little bit more things in terms of energy technology development yeah yeah i think we will be um but i i think that Original. We have a couple other things to make things more accessible, uh, more across the globe for that to actually be like a full global sort of strategy. But mm-hmm. I do think that there are the, a majority, the a huge percentage of the global population can and will go vegan. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And
0: I think, and so I think we're going
1: to, I think there will come a time where people look back. And they're like, and oh my like, god, it's so fun. Yeah. They used to talk. They used to have podcasts about yeah. vegan misconceptions. Yeah. They used to talk. They used to try yeah. and convince each other. Yeah, and I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, it's because that's yeah. It's how I, we talk about I things in, in that. the past. Exactly. Such historic and archaic systems. I think it's going to be one of those ones I that so people too. are going to look back and be like,
0: oh, they did that. Yes. Oh my
1: god. Anyway, um, thank y'all for listening. As always, you can um, check our episodes out on, at Go To Notes Podcast on Spotify. Um, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, please, um, yeah, leave a comment, drop a like, share with your friend.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Bye. Bye. Bye.